Welcome to I'm From the Internet, a podcast about somethingawful.com, the goons, and their consequences. And it's been a while since we've actually hung out and talked, but we are back once again. It's just me and uh, Jay. So, Jay, what's it? what's been happening for the past two months? Yeah, the past two months have, have been uh, very been pretty wild. I I I, I mentioned the mini so, but I legitimately did not intend this third episode to be a huge cliffhanger with like a huge uh, a, a huge delay like this. It was we were literally going to do them all in one night, but I was just kind of tired. I was like, okay, we'll get the third one next time. And then um, basically, what happened was I was originally going to be uh, moving moving up to here in uh, mid August. But a month beforehand, in a, I just wound up coming up in mid-July because there was kind of like a, you know, an emergency. And I was like, well, I don't really have any reason to stay in Jacksonville. So I, uh, you know, I packed up and went there and I've uh, been helping Fred with his work stuff. Things are pretty good. Our, our big thing we've been working on is trying to get a, uh, get, trying to get him an ID, which is very hard because I, I could talk a whole bunch about it. It's, living in New Jersey has been interesting. Uh, it's very, it's fun. It's very funny after all, like the jokes and stuff I've heard about it. Compared to Florida, it's so much nicer here. Like, like the people, the weather, the. It's. I'm really enjoying being in New Jersey after two months. Yeah, you know, I uh, I just did a whole pile of shows, and um, I did because uh, I, I did like the the last of the oddities shows that I'm on for this year. Um, at least for the Oddities and Curiosities Expo. Now I'm on uh, World Oddities for some other stuff. Neat. But um, we did Richmond, and uh, that one was really good. And then we had to stay out there because it didn't make sense to drive all the way back to Chicago and then drive back to Philly for the next week's show. So we just stayed out there. Yeah. And I stayed in Philly for six days and it was a fucking nightmare. So there's definitely, I've been <laughs> learning a lot about certain places that is like, Oh man, you know, maybe New Jersey didn't deserve its reputation, but uh, the first day I was in Philly, somebody yelled white power at me and threw their crutches <laughs> on the ground. And then the second day I was in Philly, I was just sitting on the side of the road uh, and a car drove by and shot me in the face with a pellet gun. So, wow. Uh, Philadelphia is definitely the city of like older brotherly love. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's great. You know, I'm yeah. very glad. I've only driven past Philadelphia so far. I had to. We were building a. Uh, we were building a PC, and it was like time sensitive, so it was very funny. It was like. Fred, Fred's a coin collector, and I, I he had like he's like okay here's here's a Krugerrand here's uh, here's another gold coin uh, take right this, take, yeah. yeah take this to a coin store and you should get about this much money for them and so and that was me I got to remember, oh that's what coin stores are they're like a secondary banking system for people who want to rely on precious metals I didn't realize that that's actually kind of neat it is yeah. just like a bank that was funny yeah uh, if if you don't follow along on Jay's uh, account. Um, he needed to <laughs> he needed to build a computer. I mean, it's basically what he just said. Yeah. But for whatever reason, he like long story short had to pay for it in like doubloons. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> yeah. What it makes yeah. me think. I, I pre ordered uh, Fallout New Vegas and I paid for it with uh, Sacagaweas for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just had a little treasure chest full of Sacagaweas, so... I thought you were going to say you paid for it with bottle caps for a second. <laughs> right, like... yeah, I, I wish. Um, that would have been fun. But, um, yeah, that that was that was a whole thing. They were not terribly happy with me at GameStop, but you know what? 
They also, like, you know, you'll bring them a brand new PlayStation 1, and they'll be like, ah, we can give you four bucks for that, you know? So, yeah, I mean, come on, Winslow, you didn't, have to, you didn't have to make your payment political, you know? Right, exactly. <laughs> God. Yeah, There's those two fucking t- losers. Two types of money, normal and political. Right. Oh, <laughs> my God. Yeah. Um, again, if you're not... I mean, I, I don't know. I, I feel like most of the people on this... Uh, that listen to this pod are like familiar enough with what we talk about that we're not like going too far over the edge when we we make these references because I, I don't know because we're t- we're talking about um, Starfield I imagine that's what you're making a reference to um, like some the new Bethesda game that came out and it's just this very funny thing where like an extremely mid game comes out and. Uh, it has pronouns in it. So you can pick whether you're a he, she, or they, right? Um, and predictably, right-wing dickheads, which comprise, like, the vast majority of, uh, like, online gamer voices are, like, losing their fucking minds over it. Um, but that also means that you have a whole bunch of, like, these like yimby lefty types that are like actually uh because they hate it now i love it and it's like <laughs> no you no 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 you don't have to do that you don't have to force yourself to like a fucking bethesda game that is like jank on launch because a nazi hates it dude yeah nazis yeah. also hate having diarrhea you're not gonna go there and eat fucking pond water you know like come yeah. on yeah like, bethesda is owned by microsoft they're fine they don't need your support <laughs> yeah yeah this is not like critical support to the uh to the small beans at fucking bethesda you know what i mean <laughs> yeah and yeah. also as the backlash for all that for that is very funny to me too because my kind of formative bethesda game was morrowind which is like okay. which is all about like yeah like that has so much weird funny sex stuff in it you have like a weird like pansexual like imp who runs like one of the things in the capital uh there's like a wizard who creates like female clones of himself that he has that are like his concubines like there's so much funny weird stuff in that and then for them to be like but hold on calling people by pronouns i can't i can't i can't relate to that that's just too that's a bridge too far yeah all of that shit is just too too i don't know man i i like i was thinking more and more about like how we may have like alienated some of our gamer listeners by going so hard on the Brigador episodes, but I'm just like, ah, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I'm i somebody who's trying to, like, break into making games. Like, not digitally, because I don't, I don't have any education in that, and I don't feel like learning it right now. I want to draw a, uh, my first card game. I think that would be very cool. Um, sorry, I'm yeah. fucking fidgeting over here with markers, if you can hear that on the microphone. And so, like, I don't know. But, um, going hard against the, uh, you know those the the fashy nerds in the gaming spheres like ugh, it's 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 you just have to fuck them, you know. Yeah, and I, I will say, they, b- b- based on the reaction we've gotten so far, is I, we didn't get any that, any negative reactions to it. That I saw, but we did get some positive ones. We got actually at least yeah. one, one person signed up for our Patreon just because of it and actually pointed out in a message. I need to I need to write a reply to that. But so far, the reaction to it has been pretty good. And I, I also feel like we've done a pretty good job. Like I feel like anyone who would any like gamer Americans who would be like offended by the past couple episodes probably fell off because of how like how kind of you know that's our that's our steez. That's how we talk about stuff. If it was gonna piss you off the point where you didn't want to listen it probably would have happened before now i'd like to think right i've just been listening to i've been listening to well there's your problem a lot lately 
which if you don't know, is a very fun, uh, very lefty uh, podcast about engineering disasters. Very interesting crew. And there, there's some parts of it that like I can keep up with entirely, but I also listen to it. And I'm like, I don't know if... If I were to be playing this for somebody else, like if I were to be hanging out with my mom listening to podcasts on like a long drive or something, I would have to like explain a lot of different references to her. And I don't know if that's necessarily what I would want from a podcast. You know, I kind of want people to to be able to listen to it no matter where they are, you know. Definitely, yeah. Like I've listened to the something off episode to that, and I knew about it because uh, I think the creator, one of the hosts, before that, I knew them as a YouTuber because they would do, I think, uh, like, yeah, like, yeah, city skyline and civilization. And they would like do like political based uh, things to teach people about city planning as they played it, which was really interesting. And I, I definitely get that. You do kind of like I'm someone who knows a little bit about like buildings. I'm kind of handy with my hands, and a lot of the stuff they talk about there is a bit above my my. I have to have it explained to me. It's like. Like, right. like, the Doom bathroom is very funny, but the first time I saw it, something awful, it was just pages of people posting engineered joists XD. I was like, I have no idea what that is. Please explain to this guy this is funny, because I'm sure it is, and I'm glad they did. So, who, yeah. I'm sure that'll be a future episode, because it is very funny. Yeah, that's, it, what I'm saying is just, like, I just want to be sure that when we talk about things that the the layperson can also understand what we're getting at you know yeah this is i um, i do agree with you this is kind of inside baseball and accessibility is important to me because a lot of the show is introducing this to people who've never heard of it before so and you know that's one of the reasons i'm you know it by all means if if, you know i'm i know i'm a little flippant on here but i do welcome feedback so by all means if you do have trouble some people have mentioned that like i try and be better about repeating dates and stuff and making the time a little better because i do know sometimes i might say like that when it happens once and then it can i understand how that can keep make the time scale a little confusing right 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 um that's yeah that's that's the other kind of a similar problem that i have with like the dollop which is just like you just turn on the podcast and it's like 15 minutes of dicking around and then like suddenly you have to understand all of the facets of an extremely specific time period that they mentioned once and it's just like uh what like it's so hard to keep track of that sometimes but and also, like, it's hard to listen to, like, Dave Anthony have, like, this psychotic doomer break every fucking episode. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I don't know if I've already complained about this on this podcast, but, like, that used to be one of my favorite pods. And, like, every time I listen to it, it's just, like, a sort of funny story that Gareth is punching up. And then the last chunk of it is Dave Anthony just, like, you fucking people have poisoned the planet and I'm going to die burying my son. And it's, like... Dave, this is a comedy podcast. Yeah, I feel... Can you you try to make it funny? (laughs) Like, what are we doing? Yeah, I feel like if you had, like, Dave Anthony and Matt Crispin from Chapo Trap House and you put them both in a room together, it'd be like that thing when you have, like, two chatbots that are just repeating the same thing over and over. They'd just be like, drowning in boiling seawater, burying my child. Drowning in boiling seawater, burying my child, over and over. Yeah, it's just like... uh, I've seen some... Finally, finally, fucking finally. I've seen, like, a little bit of pushback on, like the rampant doomerism that is like consuming the fucking left and it's just very funny to see some people that like their entire identity like they it it, it truly is it's like watching a, a malfunctioning robot because their whole identity is being the you know actually like the the smarmy uh in your face guy who's actually correct about the things that you don't know about um and also they are super somber and self 
uh, you know, super sad, right? And they are also needing to be snarky, but also super serious, and all of these ba- things back and forth. And so they're talking about like how all of the world has been like corrupted by COVID, and now everyone has had COVID, and everyone's going to die because we didn't do anything because the world is stupid, and it's all so fucking stupid and silly, but it's all so sad. It's just like. It's like just seeing this malfunctioning robot ripping itself apart because it doesn't know whether or not it should be very, very sad or if it should, like, take things with a little bit of a grain of salt. And also, everything that they're fucking saying is just wildly not true. (laughs) Like, we're not all going to be on, like, rebreathing machines in ten years because we caught COVID once. Like, that's no, no part of that is true in any capacity. Yeah, you know. like, like people on something awful as COVID doomer threat are still calling it airborne AIDS. Like, like they think it's that Jesus bad. Christ. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's the something. I will have, I, I kind of, it's one of those things where it is very bleak and depressing to see people that like years after COVID has more or less like stopped being a thing or, or like building their entire, it's, it's, it, I could maybe do an episode on it at some point, but again, it, it is, it is upset, but it is like you said, that is, I think, a, a mindset I see people get into a lot and it's something I try really hard not to do myself where you think that, like the idea that posting is actually like a meaningful yeah, political posting action. is praxis. So, yeah. so you feeling bad about it is actually good because it means you're accomplishing something. When it's really just like, no, you're you're trying, you are driving yourself into an early grave of just because just because it makes you feel something. That's not or like yeah. I, I think like a less a less depressing version of that is how like with the writer strike, or not writer strike, um, with with uh, last week to give to date this last week uh, was the uh, was the Burning Man festival getting flooded, and you know the, the hilarious joke on twitter was going oh there's an ebola outbreak there and people were just and that, there was an actual joke it was just people repeating misinformation because they thought oh well if we do this it will make twitter less valuable and it will hurt elon musk so by repeating this one not funny joke over and over for a week i'm actually uh, i'm owning elon and it's <laughs> yeah i don't I, I didn't catch on to the thing that they thought that they were actually doing anything meaningful i thought that it was just like a funny silly thing that like like what if x and y uh or you know what if ebola thing was true because nobody could find out anything about it right yeah um it's like it's like yeah. it also especially that's like if you really believe that then stop posting on Twitter that will do way more to hurt the site's uh, right. the site's reliability as a public institution if people just didn't use it but again I'm just yeah. I'm just complaining about I'm just posting about posting at this point so I know that's a <laughs> maybe a good sign we no get, yeah it's it's just very frustrating to like I I, I keep thinking about um, I I want to I someday I would love love to write for like hard times or whatever because I just want a headline that's just like uh, success this leftist has scolded his friends or just like <laughs> something to the effect you know of just how often it is that like i'm hanging out with somebody who i'm totally friends with and like they go out of their way to like you know we're all joking and having fun or like well i hope you know that we're all actually gonna die because the whole world is stupid and then they look around and nobody's happy or f- having fun anymore and it's like <laughs> yeah man <laughs> I wonder why people don't want to fucking hang out with you. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> they, they just like, imagine if just, like, you know, you, you're just hanging out with somebody and then, like, they just come up to you and they're like, well, here's some suicide statistics. What do you think about that? Is that funny to you? It's like, no, that's also not what we were talking about, but I guess I'll just feel bad now. <laughs> Congrats, you fucking weirdo. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. 
Anyways, Jesus Christ. Uh, that what, What's very funny to me is that every time I, like, catch up with a friend, uh, the first 20, 30 minutes is talking about how much we hate the fucking lefties in our life. <laughs> because cause obviously we're not going to talk about how DeSantis is the Antichrist, because it's like, yeah, we both fucking know that. And it's also not funny. Making fun of the left is funny because, like, they're actually fucking around and doing silly stuff. And you can mock them because they're, like, the most unserious group of people on the planet, you know? Yeah, and also it's what it's... And everybody else is already making fun of the right, you know? Like, that's all of our feed is people making fun of the right. We need more people making fun of the left. Exactly, and also, like, it's one of those things where it's, like, when you're with other leftists, it's one of those things where it's, like, you could always complain about the the Republicans, but, like, you you certain, you know, it's one of those things where you have to be mindful about who you're at, because some people really just cannot handle any sort of, like, self-criticism within the group or whatever without it being, like, oh, yeah, I get it, so you'd you'd just be happier if Trump was president. I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I said. You totally understand what I'm talking about here. Yeah, that's exactly what I want. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anyways, so Brigador, uh, it's been a million years uh, since you probably heard those episodes. I'll do my best to give everybody a, a, a quick refresher. Brigador was a very uh, interesting-looking um, top-down isometric shooter game developed by some of the people on Something Awful. Yeah, and it was developed by uh, a bunch of people, but in particular a guy named Gossworks. Uh, they got kind of pissed off at some of the things that were happening on Something Awful for one reason or another. So they went and they made their own uh, sub-forum and locked it to the outside world. Um, and it was just like a whole bunch of game devs talking. And then over the last few years, they all basically radicalized themselves into different very dark places. One user on Something Awful exposed them as uh, being real gross transphobic holocaust denying creeps and then the we dropped off the last episode by revealing that the person who was the sleeper cell in the brigador world was uh, a guy named uh jay brandstetter who i'm sitting with right fucking now yeah and so now now that i've put that out there i do want to say that that was like the only secret i was still kind of holding on to and it's like i i didn't want to tell people about it because that was like i felt that was like you know, if I, I didn't want to give that up until I was in a position where it was something I could actually use it for. Because like if I if if when I did my big apology, I mentioned that all I would do is be you know kind of sh- showing my hand just so I could self flagellate a little more. Whereas with this, I feel like I've made people aware of it. I've I've done more to promote it, and we got some entertainment out of it. So hopefully, people will forgive me for for you know kind of keeping that one last secret. But I'm glad it's out there, and I'm glad I can tell you guys about it because this is actually interesting and weird and funny, and like this is. I'm glad because I've had this is a pretty unique like perspective to have to get to not participating just from a distance watch a community like this do and and like get to sort of observe it and and I I I will tell you guys up front I wish I had done more to document this as it was happening because I never expect like my thing was this was back when I was just like okay no one's ever gonna know who I am I'm just gonna be like so I never thought I would have to share it with people and I I uh here let me just start with my script here all right so i'll give you the bad news up front Uh, i was very new to the world of documenting and writing about inner communities when i did this expose back in 2020 so uh, i didn't have the foresight to try and download a mirror of the bad game forums before i blew up jack monahan and uh, the site banned all accounts with zero posts which included my own after this happened to lock down on any future leaks so i lost access to the site uh, just basically immediately after this happened i just had enough time to see the fallout 
which we're going to talk about here because something very uh, funny and interesting happened in the on the Something Awful forum is when people were processing this. And I think it's going to be fun to walk through that and kind of give commentary on it. So while I didn't think to save a backup of that, uh, we're mostly going to be going off my memories here. The good news is that I did at least manually save a couple of pages, uh, HTML pages from the forums when I was doing my putting together these posts. So I can put these up there and prove I had access to the site and that I'm not making this up and also show people what it actually looked like. Like, this is a website that only a few dozen people have ever seen. And that's it's kind of exciting to get to see that. Like, I'm, I'm, I think people are going to enjoy seeing that even if it is like a hate site full of bad stuff just because like, you know, getting to see what these people are like when their guards are. So I feel like so much of like reactionary grievance culture is is performative. It's about like triggering the libs. So seeing what these people are like when they don't think there's anyone else around and they could just kind of be real with each other is, is really interesting, I think. Yeah, because it, it takes me back to the to the Nick Fuentes discord debacle where like Nick Fuentes is like an adamant, genuine fucking Nazi you know, I mean, not like not in the way that like you know he's he's not the the perfect person, so he's a Nazi. You know what I mean? He didn't give me the soup or whatever, but like he's a fucking psychopath, and he's a like a right wing commentator. And in his his Discord, you know, it's all like Nazi like trans hate shit, which that's a whole conversation that I think we should touch on somewhere else, which is like. Trans people, like, I'm a fan of trans people. I've got a lot of trans friends. Like, I'm very vocally supportive of trans people. And I also don't, they don't fill my life. But people that hate trans people, it's like, they go out of their way. It's like, hey, guys, do you want to talk about trans people today? And it's like, I, no. <laughs> like, what? What are we doing? That being said, the Nick Fuentes Discord uh, has a whole section for right-wing cat boys, which uh, <laughs> Behind the Bastards uh, did a whole deep dive into this, and it's honestly pretty fascinating, and it's something that, that I think me and you have kind of certain, like, in, in uh, interesting inputs on, I would say, as, like, the culture of online masculinity and, like, how it's all supported by, like, quote-unquote facts and logic but, like, you poke a single hole in it at all, kind of, it's all just, like, prevarication all the way down. And so, like, you'll have a, a whole forum of, like, super, super hardcore, homophobic, only, like, super jacked, chiseled chads. Like, those are the only true men in the world. And everyone else is, like, this, you know, degenerate, uh, trans, slur, slur, slur. And they're also huge into, like, extremely effeminate you know, shaved everything from the eyebrows down, feminine, like, cat boys. Boys in, like, little maid outfits with cat ears, being, like, posting very lewd photos. And they're like, no, it's not gay. But this isn't gay. This isn't gay. <laughs> None of this is gay. Like, that's, that, I mean, I, I, I implore you that this sounds like it's just a silly thing on the internet that you can just throw onto the pile of silly things on the internet. But masculinity is one of the most interesting things in the world to me. And particularly like all of the different it, masculinity is, is a balloon that is just run through with holes and it refuses to fucking burst, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I, I just, there's, there's so much to say about like, um, 
like groups that what they allow and how they they self radicalize. I realize that was a long tangent, but you no, none of is... you have heard my voice in fucking months. You should be <laughs> thankful. My yeah. powerful booming voice. No, I'm very thankful you did. There's actually a great sort of uh, teaser of what we're going to do because a lot of the stuff about the bad game memories I'm going to talk about that are like the most funny ones I think are exactly that. It's people where like if you made a word cloud of all their most used words, like degenerate would probably be like right in the center is the biggest. But they are all people who are like people are like they're like people they're like me they have really weird complicated sexualities and just like how i used to do they uh, they cope with it by like it's projection it's like they're they spend all this time because they feel bad about the fact that they're weird and it's like one of those like okay yeah my sexuality is weird but i know that i'm fucked up i'm one of the good ones it's all these people that want to convince everyone that it's actually cool and good and normal to be like this that are the bad ones and oh we're gonna have so much yeah. i'm gonna have so much I'm, i will say up front also this is i, I kink, this is not kink shaming this is specific be making fun of this context of like it, it's like it's like outing a homophobe who like or something it's like these are people it's like i'm not i'm not making fun of them because they are into weird stuff i'm making fun of them because they're into weird stuff while doing their best to make sure no one else can ever be weird right right yeah, that i mean that's sense. that's no I, that totally makes sense oh god there's just so much to fucking say about this stuff yeah and we could we could honestly have like a separate episode just to talk about like bizarro masculinity on the internet that would be fun maybe that would be like our maybe it could be some of our patreon discussion or something yeah i don't know if if you wanted to mention this now but you're actually in a paper about the masculinity on the internet which i think is like just fucking fascinating yeah no i'm glad you brought that up i will that is kind of a fun teaser for a future episode too because the uh the the phd candidate who wrote their doctoral thesis about um masculine the internet and included multiple chapters on something awful because which i helped them with uh they're going to be a guest on a future episode because one of the things that they wrote about is a something awful saga i've wanted to do an episode on for a while and i think with some recent news is actually kind of uh actually kind of you know i think it's been thinking about it uh, to give you a teaser uh smash mouth sing uh, Steve Harwell recently died because it turns out he's uh, he's basically been a crippling alcoholic for the past 20 years after his son died and his liver failed. So it's very sad, but I've been thinking about Smash Mouth and there is uh, a Smash Mouth is directly involved in Steve Harwell himself in a Something Awful saga that is very fun and interesting and also kind of a, a formative event in the site's history. So Really looking forward to having an academic on to that one because Ben is a very smart guy. He's so oh, so much of the stuff he says is stuff I've like kind of thought and felt, but never really had the language to explain properly. So I'm really glad I know him because he's been very helpful. Whenever you hear me say something really smart about masculinity, I'm probably cribbing from him. Yeah, that's that, that's why I never when when people are like, "Oh, what do you do with a gender studies degree?" I'm just like that. I mean, it's that that's like such a fucking hugely interesting thing. I mean, like it per, uh, if you're not someone who is like fucking terrified of a, somebody who goes by a they them or whatever, which if you are, you are removing some of the hottest human beings on the planet from your <laughs> fucking plate. If you're if you're not into they thems, good Lord, you're missing out. <laughs> but the does that. If, if you just remove the fear, fear of change and fear of something new, and just look at the the way that things are changing so rapidly, and uh, then also kind of these revelations of the history of gender that are kind of being brought to the forefront right now, like, yeah, gender studies sounds fucking fascinating. You know what I mean? Numbers are still numbers. Numbers always been the fucking same. You can study your math all day, but like gender is like this living, breathing thing. That's that's really interesting to me. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it, what do you do with the gender studies degree? You study gender. It's something people seem to care a lot about these days. Yeah, there's, there's a lot it to affects learn. a lot of things, you know? Like, yeah, I mean, fuck, we, we could go on. We've, we've been yeah. talking for like 135 minutes right now. <laughs> uh, but yes, anyways, so you are taking me through oh, some... Yeah, sorry, I actually uh, hit that. So yeah, so I'm about to go into um, the badgame.net stuff I have here. Uh, first thing I want to say is that um, those files, I am going to release them so people can look over them. And a very funny thing about them is that a lot of the posters on Bad Game have their Steam accounts uh, linked to their hate site oh, profiles. Wow. And that is the that is the one account that a gamer can't really abandon because especially when you're like our age, middle age, you have thousands of dollars in games tied up to that account as well as like all your achievements and stuff so i'm really looking forward to putting that information out there and hopefully kind of fucking up these people's gaming experiences like i i don't know if i put the screenshot in in here later but one of the funniest things about the fallout of this reveal was a guy got kicked out of his final fantasy 14 guild because they found out he was on bad game and the and the final fantasy 14 guild was called like cat girl bargains or something <laughs> like <laughs> when, oh, even, even the anime cat girl guys are like fuck off we don't want you here that's Which, again, fascinating. Yeah. So, and as an example, I have a post from Bad Game here by a poster named Snood. Uh, the context of this post was them. Uh, this was af- a woman named Zoe Quinn, who has been kind of a thorn in these guys' sides for about uh, 15 years at this point. This was when uh, she came out about a game composer uh, raping her, and this is them making fun of her for it. Uh, they go, Wait, this was her going, Zoe Ooh. Quinn, yeah. was she like the Ur Gamergate? target she's she's the lady who made depression quest so yeah she yeah so she's the first yeah she was like kind of the 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 spark that set off not that that sounds like i'm blaming her but yeah (laughs) Yeah. she what if you yeah she's like the the first piece of the gamergate which has now been subsumed into every other right-wing conspiracy which is you know yeah okay yeah like she's zoe quinn game dev who i think I, you know, I'm not the person to, to yeah. comment on this, but I think she had a relationship in the past with one of the people who reviewed her game, and then it was outed by somebody else who was, like, very jealous of her or, like, wanted to tear her down or something like that. I, I, I don't think either side of Gamergate is pleased with how I'm summarizing things. But, you know, what the, the, the result of Gamergate was just, like, an endless, bloody fucking freakout against all women in games and then uh, after that anyone who's not a straight white man in games it, yeah. it's like harassment to the nth degree it's it's like a really really hardcore bizarre part of the cultural history right now yeah and we might do an episode on it at some point because um at least that first one because that that big the zoe quinn like that thing about her her the guy posting the blog post about her being her infidelity and how it proved that gaming journalism was corrupt or whatever was first posted on something awful and to give them credit the games moderators were being like what the fuck is this shit and deleted it and so gamergate didn't start on something awful because they saw that and they're like no fuck you this is terrible so instead it got posted on 8chan and then that's uh, that's what it took off so uh, well, that one's in your backyard then, huh? Yeah, no, it's, uh, I will say, it is, um, gosh, I'm not, I'll, I'll talk, I, I talked about it a little bit in the private, but f- Fred is such a nice guy, I was not prepared at all for what he's like in person, I, 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 Oh, he, I feel like he's in uh, I'm really enjoying working with him we're doing a lot of good work and like I said I, I, we've been off topic enough but I will definitely talk more about him in the future because 
I'm, I'm not just saying that because he pays me. I'm, we're, I was, we're friends, but I, I'm, I'm having a great time. So anyways, fuck A-chan, but moving on from that. So this is them sort of doing, uh, making fun of her for talking about like how, uh, how she was abused going, uh, so, oh, wee, I just woke up from another exhaustion nap at my desk. Oh, oh my, I had to choose the WordPress theme today. Oof, feeling faint, better take an ambulance home, boss man. So that's poster Snood, uh, making fun of a rape victim saying that she's just trying to get out of work. And wouldn't you know it, uh, on his icon is a link to steamcommunity.com slash ID slash Snoodons, where he is a Jeff from Toronto, Canada, um, a level 15 Steam user. Uh, his pinned achievement is in uh, Shovel Knight. Uh, and I, there's his TF2 lobby code. So, yeah, I, I'm going to be posting, I'm going to be compiling those permanent links uh, before this comes out. So even if they change their name, we're always going to have those links. So, uh, Oh, yeah. they are permanent. Yeah. Yep. Uh, oh, that's interesting. So, yeah. So uh, moral, moral of the story is don't link your steam account to your to your hate site account uh they don't need to know your chivo your chivos that badly okay yeah that so, sounds about fucking right Jesus yeah christ so um so so with that intro here's my oral history on badgame.net as someone who observed it critically from a distance uh the first thing i want to say up front you, you don't have to hand it to them but while i absolutely call bad game a hate site uh it wasn't just race realism and transphobia and anti-semitic conspiracy theories it was a gaming forum and there actually was some funny and thoughtful content on there especially in the earlier years of the 2010s before gamergate happened and uh, the brainworms really hatched that was one of the reasons why i kept reading it was because you know at the beginning it, it was just ycf offsite like yeah there were some unsavory characters but there was some genuinely funny and interesting posts and then as time went on it just kind of got more and more dire and then it was no longer me going let me go on bad game to see what funny thing they found out this month it was let me go on there to see what horrible thing they're doing this month and uh yeah it is very much like a, a train crash you know that you just can't hate, help but look at and I think that we, we've touched on this a lot because it is very, like, much of a formative part of the, the, the discussion that we have on this podcast. But it is a very thin and invisible line between a bunch of guys being dicks and a bunch of guys who are, like, actually actionable, like, bigots, right? And I know that there's a lot of people who might uh, take umbrage with, with this assessment because, like, I, for one, don't ever use, like, slurs, right? But there were a large number of people who, like, in, in, in the 90s and in the early 2000s who would say, like, you know, fuck the Westboro Baptist Church, fuck these Republicans who are super anti-gay, like, super, like, they would be very vocally supportive of like gay marriage while also subscribing to the most egregious homophobic stereotypes in the world right like yeah. they or or alternatively they would just like not act when, when push came to shove they would not ever sign them like uh join themselves with like a, a hateful group or like Actually, if somebody was out there wearing swastikas and clans robes and shit, they'd be like, no, fuck you, that's disgusting. But they would still be, like, throwing around really racist jokes under the guise of jokes. And then there's this infinitely thin line between them and the people who actually do that, you know? Yeah. And, and they're, they're, they're actually the, the hateful type. Because I've been thinking about that a lot recently, that, like, it might you might not be a part of the hateful group. But you might be a part of a group that allows for hate to, to like, prosper. You know what I mean? Like, 
I like that allows for cover, right? Like the band Hatebreed, they're like if you look at their lyrics, it's just about like tough guy masculinity stuff. But they're not a hateful group of people at all, as far as I'm as far as I'm aware, right? But like their their lyrics and their imagery and all of that, like it is if you have enough people who fucking love you who are Nazis and really hateful, at some point in time you have to go like. Oh, what am I doing wrong here? You know, you yeah. know what I mean. Like, no, I know exactly. It's, yeah, it's yeah. You yeah. basically, yeah, the, you have you have to have like an "Are we the baddies?" moment, but that it's like you gotta be like, if this is the people I'm appealing to. Uh, is this really what I want to be doing? Right, like there, there's a you know, because I'm I'm coming from like the the Manson world, and like he did have a few statements early on in his career where like he was very specifically anti-hate, anti-anti-Semitism in particular, and anti-racism. And then, it, I I mean, one, the man just kind of, like, collapsed from the inside. But I also think that, like, a lot of other people who were low-key, low-key bigoted and low-key hateful signed up with him. And as, as somebody who just liked somebody who was... Uh, liked Manson because he was, you know, a, a middle finger to a very repressive world. And a lot of other people who liked Manson because he was a man expressing a very bizarre and intense sexuality. Or um, a lot of women who liked him because he was very much in touch with his feelings and all these other things. All of us, it was very hard for us to tell um, that we were actually surrounded by wolves, you know. Yeah, no, that, that is... It... That is always a horrible feeling, and I'm sure you know listeners. I know I myself, but I've I've had plenty of communities that that has happened to, or fandoms, or you know people I liked, or whatever. It's it's one of the yeah, one of the sort of you know downsides of our modern sort of internet society is, is having to you know be exposed to that. Right. Anyways, back yeah. to where we were. Yeah. So like I said, so in when when Bad Game first started, it was it was pretty funny, I thought. But as time went on, a lot of the original uh, YCS posters that Margaret did there fell off because of how the site was radicalizing. Uh, so by the time of the leak, it was really a crew of only about a dozen uh, OG YCS posters and a bunch of new people who had joined up over time as the forums gained a reputation for being based uh, and also it being private meant you could go mask off in comfort. So most of the so I'm sure some of the people in these leaks are are old YCS. YCS posters, and we're going to go over some of them, but a lot of these were people who just over time were attracted to it because it became a place where it was like, yeah, if you want to, if you want to be hateful, this is, you can do it there. And uh, so do you think that it was radicalized from the inside or the out? Right. Cause like yeah. I, I, they're on like 4chan and on 8chan and like 8coon or whatever, and all the other sites like that, they, uh, and I'll also like, you know, fucking the storm front and the whatever all those other hate sites they specifically are like hey i found another one and it's like a bunch of kids on some sort of like gaming forum and they just like will make accounts there and start spreading hate to get people into it you know like it's just like a stochastic recruitment process or do you think it was just like gamers in a vacuum will just radicalize themselves because they're gamers 
Um, I think kind of not gamers, but edge lords, I guess. Yeah, like, like yeah, this particular demographic. I think, I think, I think for me, I think it might have been partially is how the Overton window was kind of shifting on like what it means to be like an irreverent gamer comedy person, because like, because uh-huh. like in the late two thousands when YCS first started, being that type of like of offbeat humor was like saying that the Xbox was huge and the Wii was for babies and stuff. It wasn't like, and then as time went on, as gaming kind of like then as time like there was always that sort of reactionary streak in it it was always kind of like you know it was always it was kind of like a safe place for for like white males to and you know but as time went on and things became more diverse things became you know the the people became more critical and aware of these sort of tropes and issues i think it kind of it was sort of like that 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 uh you know that that myth about if you crank the heat up in a pot and the frogs will boil without ever getting out like the temperature was cranking up and uh the people that were more aware jumped out but or the people that or some people just liked the heat and stayed there and that's why i think it just kept getting worse like you know it's something this is something that happened over the scale of like a decade it's 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 interesting yeah it's i I don't know. We, we've it, there, there's so much more to say, but we've been going on about it. I've been going on about it. I should say. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and um, I did want to. Uh, and one of the dynamics on Bad Game that was really distressing that I kind of touched on earlier was that it had a lot of uh, self-hating Quizlings participating in discussion. Like, uh, there's on, one. Let me let me Google yeah. Quizling. Quizling. For those of you who don't know it, it's a term that I think uh, it was a guy in World War II. I think it's basically a term that's kind of popularized referring to like Jews that helped the Nazis, but it's more commonly a term for people who help, basically people who help their oppressors. Like, I think now uh, a more common yeah. term might be like a pick me or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and um, because so like there's one guy I, I who I remember because he was really into cross dressing and he would do gaming streams in women's clothes, including a kip- couple where he would just start whipping his dick out halfway through and jacking off on camera, and all the bad gamers who were watching him were like, "Dude, WTF, lol!" But they kept watching. So again, just a lot of uh, a lot of layers to that, and as as well as like posting pictures of themselves and stuff, and they did it so much they kind of had a reputation on the site for being an attention whore and would get shouted at by them. But uh, wouldn't you know it? They were right there uh, doing the same kind of uh, epic saga dance about Jews feminizing the goyim with corn syrup and microplastics, uh, just like all of them, and not even in like a kink way, just legitimately being like, "Yeah, I like to do this thing, but I'm also, I'm also just again, just ugh, the psychology on display." I mean, like, but really though, yeah. there's there's got to be. I you know what? I'm gonna, I can actually pull uh, my aunt. And have her on an episode, which would be absolutely wild. Ooh. Because my aunt was a criminal psychologist for a long time. And I would love to, to you know, me and you could, like, kind of pick her brain about the, you know, this, this kind of exact behavior. This bizarre, self-hating, but also very masochistic and exhibitionist, you know. Uh, what makes them not just do it in private? What makes them go not just do it? In public, where their people are, where there's other people who might actually like them, uh, but go to the place where they are the most hated. And somehow, why do the other ones accept it? Like, there's. When we talk about gender studies being a useless degree, this is where we go, but hold on. <laughs> there's so much going on here. Yeah, no, that sounds fascinating. I would, I would love you to, know? to do that sometime. Yeah, and 
yeah, and, and, I, I, I'm, and I'm, I'm pretty self-aware. Like, like, this is exactly what my thing was back when I was in a bad day. And so many people I've talked to who used to be like this have said the same things. Like, it is, I legitimately think a lot of people who do this, that is, like, like, like even, like, like that was one of, like, uh, even, like, Fred. Like, that was one of the things that I thought was so funny when I first met him. I was like, you too? <laughs> it was great. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, so speaking of uh, furries, I will say um, also a lot of the quote unquote uh, non-furry posters on Bad Game uh, who participated in furry bashing and queer bashing and such were were hopelessly addicted to super weird furry porn. Uh, I know this because since it was a private forum, they just straight up had like porn threads because uh, they allowed not safe for work stuff on there. And uh, so I could go into so I, of course, I would check it out because I was like, what are these guys looking at? And it was very funny to go into the furry porn thread and see the guy who was a uh, who was writing essays about um it's funny you mentioned the thing about people being against places that make them comfortable because he had a big bugbear about this like some private gay fetish event that was happening at a hotel and he was like spent like weeks ranting about how it was the downfall of society how this used to be something that people kept private but now it's just open and society is so corrupt and everything and then he would turn around and go into the furry porn thread and post a bunch of like artwork of drawings of furry babes with dicks bigger than their torsos and talk about coming to it and have just zero self-awareness or cognitive dissonance about it it was like oh it was so interesting did you ever see anything of people going like yeah hey what are you doing did anybody ever push back no, it, it was very funny because that guy, I actually remember his name now. His his name on Bad Game was all one word, fuck you, bitch. Because people hated him so much. They, they, cha- they, cha- they hated him so much, they changed his name to fuck you, bitch. So whenever they referred to him, they'd call him fuck you, bitch. Or whenever he got quoted, it said that. And he even had like a special, they coded a special signature to go on all this post that said, this post was brought to you by fuck you, bitch. And it was like, it was so funny that he's this guy everyone hated. So then when he went in the furry thread and started posting that, instead of being mad, the other like the other Bad Gamer furries were like, whoa that's so funny i never would have guessed you were into this like <laughs> and they like rolled with it because it, it was just so weird like it's so funny i mean like in, in an extremely minor way i i was like super drawn to like the more decided like like decidedly like man haiti kinds of online feminists for the longest oh, yeah. time because i was like oh this this itches the same thing for me when it comes to like really aggressive online like discussion and really aggressive online content because it was like the same amount of rage that I had previously been seeing directed towards Christians and Republicans in my Manson USA days and now it was directed towards people who I found to be detestable but I didn't realize that I was also in the crosshairs because uh, I was like well I'm not like this you know disgusting like rapist pig that they're yelling about but i didn't realize that they like they did not actually um differentiate between me and uh you know some felonious asshole you know so i can kind of understand where you're coming from there yeah and um and i guess also before i move on this did kind of remind me just to kind of make fun of myself a little bit and kind of like stuff like I guess kind of my equivalent to what happened with that is like when you're like me and you have like a, you have like really weird complicated sexuality where like you are participating in a very small group of pe- people that overlap with you there's this very interesting phenomenon that happens where like you'll have like 
literally we're talking about groups of like dozens of people you'll have one guy who is like a big member in that community because he has a lot of disposable income so he'll buy a lot of artwork so if you were to see your thing depicted you're probably going to see this guy's artwork that he buys a lot but the guy himself is like super annoying and unpleasant in a way that like makes you not want to interact with him so it's just like it's very funny to be like darn it these are like i have five people i can i can like participate in this with and one of them is the, the most annoying is like a person i cannot stand it's it's just so funny when your when your world is that small how these personalities can become amplified like that and i'm sure i'm that for a lot of people too i'm sure there are some people like darn it i really like this fat panda but like the guy who owns him's fucking asshole i hate him <laughs> yeah I, I i can i can understand that for sure yeah but um anyways i was thinking about that because they did like i mean they did have a decently sized furry enclave on there uh nobody super big but there was one guy who uh a couple years before the the leak happened he kind of blew up as a fursuiter and then he did a goodbye post about how he was leaving bad game because it was too much of a liability for his newfound success and i'm not naming them because even if that was a selfish decision they did get out of the game uh you know years before this and from what i recall they were mostly a harmless shit poster they weren't a big and i wanted to bring them up because that was an example of people could see how the, the 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 winds were changing and people were leaving because they could tell like me being here is is dangerous like people that was one of the reasons why i was so fascinated by by gauss that he he just kept staying and getting worse even when everyone else who people who honestly weren't as smart or savvy as him were, were able to recognize that and i'm not saying that's an insult i'm just saying like like they recognized what was happening and they're like i gotta get out of here because this is this is a time bomb and you know eventually he it blew up and I'm the one who did it. Yeah, I think that that it kind of that's a big contribution to the radicalization effect is the fact that it is, you know, that that it's being that you're watching people jump ship and it makes you go like, well, I, I'm not going to do that. I'm not a fucking coward. I'm not going to do X or Y. Um, and so you just have to, like, continue doubling down, you know. Yeah, and I'm sure your aunt would have a lot of interesting stuff to say about that, because I know that is a big dynamic in, like, real-life hate groups. That's why, like, so many Nazis uh, have swastika tattoos and stuff, because you're pressured to do that because it makes it harder for you to leave. It makes it so that, you know, it's the same reason why, like, the, the Westboro Baptist Church go out of their way to, to protest these these things and get yelled at by people, because they, they uh, you know, being yelled at makes their kids less likely to leave the church. Right. And, that's that's one of the reasons why like uh like when i see people being like oh i saw someone with a swastika tattoo cover up i don't want to have anything to do with them it's like the fact that they covered it up is probably a good sign it means they don't want to be that anymore and they're trying to get out of it like, yeah i i kind of feel that same way it's it's a very complicated issue of like should we allow reintegration <laughs> but it's like if if you believe that society should be should offer rehabilitation you know then then yeah, you you have to accept that that's going to be what it is because you don't know everyone's history. You know, like talk to anybody and they've probably had some pretty shitty opinions in the past, and you know that's that's part of growth. It, it, it's it's very frustrating when you're talking with somebody who insists that they've always had the right opinions. They've always been. Oh, I've actually always <laughs> believed the current thing is the way that it is, and it's like you're lying. And we both know that you're lying, except I don't, not 100% sure that you actually know that you're lying, you know? Oh, gosh, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, no, no, yeah, just, just in general, like, listen, you know, there's, there's so few real concrete ways of, like, combating hate and helping people who used to be that escape it. That is one of the few, like, real ones that I know about and is cool. So, yeah, it's like that there are like, charities you can donate to, to like, right. people that are trying to reform and leave get their tattoos removed and covered up. And that's a, a small but very important step of that. And I'm, I'm glad that exists and those people can get help. Right. Um, yeah. So, and I will say, uh, I, on that on that sort of heartwarming heartwarming note, uh, there, I do have to come clean here about how I did the last episode. I did exaggerate a little when I talked about uh, the people that I was going to be co- exposing here, but I did it in the hopes that maybe I could bluff someone into outing themselves ahead of the announcement. Because, folks, I'm sorry, but um, the one game dev that was on this website, I don't remember their name. Maybe talking about will pop out because they were super unremarkable. They created a 2D uh, shmup that got like 10 reviews on Steam. That was like a Steam Greenlight title. So. Again, that was another reason why I was so fascinated by Gauss, because these communities, they mostly exist to tear down other people's work. You very rarely have actual other creators in them. So someone this big and prolific who just kept going was super compelling to me. So again, sorry I, sorry about being a little sensational at the last ending, but I did it for a good reason, and it was a pretty exciting ending, I think. So, uh, so now that I've gotten out of the way, look, it was the summer of quarantine. None of us were firing on all cylinders at the time. Fair enough. Granted, that was two months ago, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm talking about like the. That, 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 sorry, that was a sentence from earlier about me not copying the files. I was a little, got a little mixed up there. So, anyways, so Jack's stuff has been public knowledge for years now. Uh, so, what did his brother Hugh and their programmer Carl post like on Bad Game? Because, like I mentioned in the last episode, a big part of their thing was saying that they were, didn't share his views. When in reality, they had both been post, they had all been posting on the site, and their programmer had actually done programming work for it, which was listed on his GitHub. So, again, weird thing to lie about. But uh, at the time, I was making the big uh, the big image compilation for Gauss, I searched and I couldn't find anything of theirs that was also as uh, directly incriminating in a way that worked out of context. So that's why uh, that's why I didn't leak it. So Bad Gamers, I wasn't covering for their brother. I wasn't being paid off by them. It wasn't a conspiracy. They just legitimately didn't post anything that objectionable in the same way. Uh, they were participating in some pretty hinky and edgy threads, uh, even if they weren't as active on the board as Jack was, though. And that's why when I made my first video, I was speculating that he would come back because I knew Hugh and Carl were already sympathetic to his views and were only acting out of interest for their bottom line when they rejected him in, in his position. So, um, yeah, and also I will say up front, this is just my oral history. This is just uh, entertainment in Minecraft. I'm just talking from my memories here. So, uh, you know, I'm not legally liable for any of this. Please, please don't do that. I, however, am. So if you're going to sue anybody, <laughs> sue me and take all of my fucking tarot money. Uh, yeah, no, no, I will say, uh, since my account was deleted shortly after the leaks, I don't know what has been going down there over the past uh, four years, but I did get to witness the immediate fallout of the leaks, and let me tell you, it was very funny to see them running around with their heads on fire, wondering what was happening, and theorizing about which of their many enemies had done this, and then eventually figuring out it was a total nobody lurker that when they pulled up the search logs and found out who had been searching, like, <laughs> like user, gauss, term, slur, user, gauss term other slur and compiling all the results and they were able to find the night that's how they found my account and they were just gobsmacked like they were just like no it was so funny like and i i don't know what i would have done in that situation because yeah you you never think about that there are so many lurkers on places like this and every single one of them is their own person you never know who who could be there yeah i mean like that that's always the thing that uh that surprises me is when when they have to figure out the the leaks you know like how, how do you actually nail that down but what i do think is very interesting is like 
that they can pull the search terms. That just seemed like, I guess I don't know the full admin access for, for how these things work. Like the fact that they could actually pull your um, terms, I think is very interesting. Yeah, I, I didn't know if they could, but I, I figured that was something they might be able to. And that was kind of, that was part that was kind of one of the downsides. It's like, oh, this sucks. I'm not going to be able to read all these horrible posts anymore, but it's it's for a good cause. I want to I want to break good and this is going to be my first step on mm-hmm. it. And I will say uh, they did on, on Twitter. They did figure out because they did figure out what my Twitter account was uh, based on. They actually knew they, they connected my Twitter account, my real one and my something awful identity years before people had something awful did, which is very funny. I'm surprised they never blew me up. I don't know why. Maybe I maybe I just put the fear of God in them. They don't want to mess with me. Maybe they don't want to give me the satisfaction of knowing that like they, they cared that much. But I'm, I I got death threats from them, but I never had them blow me up, which is very surprising to me. I'm I it's weird to think that this episode might be giving some closure to the people from Bad Game now that they actually know like who did this and why. I didn't think about that. I mean, it works. Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, so there was about a week between me buying the avatar with the leak post and me finally posting the image directly in the Brigador thread because nobody was ta- taking the bait. Uh, but on Bad Game, they found the leak post almost immediately, and so we had about a week of full damage control of them trying to ride it out and uh, them trying to figure out who did it and fix it. So uh, Jack, Hugh, and Carl had all their posts deleted from Bad Game at this time, uh, and the other posters on Bad Game uh, changed their usernames and avatars to that of other famous game developers, because the idea was that then if there were any further leaks, people would see that and think it wasn't actually Jack Monahan, but an impersonator. It's just, it's like, that's like a child's plan. That is hilarious. And I included this screenshot. You can see one of them here. They changed their name to Roberta Williams, who was like Sierra's big adventure game developer. Uh, a guy changed his name to Chris Roberts, but then he kept his signature with his original username, Buff Butler, in it, which is very funny. Just This is all so incompetently done. Uh, Hidetaka Miyazaki, the guy who created Dark Souls. Of course. <laughs> yeah, this Japanese game developer is definitely hanging out on this obscure American website. Yeah. Um, so when Jack confessed and requested his self-ban on something awful and deleted his social media, this was seen as a betrayal by the Badgers. That's what people on Bad Game called themselves, Badgers. Uh, and he mm-hmm. and that they saw to them he had caved into the woke mob after spending years talking up a big game. So the other Badgers went full scorched earth on him after after this so he was totally alienated from both sides after all was said and done a stellar job none of them thought that that was just a fucking ploy no exactly that's the thing that's the thing that was so funny about this because when this was happening at first i thought okay this is a ploy then i thought okay maybe this is them trying to run interference on him but i actually had access to bad game and they were serious this wasn't a smokescreen and we're going to see uh more of them kind of eating their own as we go along on here so if nothing else this is another kind of thing about a sort of cautionary tale about this is like no matter what, this is what happens on communities like this. When when, when things get exposed, that they eat each other. And that happened exactly to Jack. He thought that, you know, he did an insincere apology and they he alienated himself from both of them. That's just there's no wit there's Definitely. no winning with this. This happens to all of them. We all know like you know, uh, all, all, like if you think back to all the big uh figures from like the twenty sixteen election, like your 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 Milo Yabadabaduopolis or certain whatever, like <laughs> all of them are nothing now because eventually people just turned on them. It's it, it's one of it, I'm, I'm thankfully too, like because uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I mean 
But yeah, and also uh, Stellar Jockeys, the company, their Discord actually locked down around this time because the people from Bad Game were doing invasions to punish Jack. And a bunch of the Discord moderators quit at the same time because they saw what Jack had been doing. And the ones that disagreed with him quit because they were like, fuck this. And the ones that agreed with him quit because they were like, fuck having to do all this extra work. And it was like, it's very funny how ultimately the, the people who, who used to support him almost did more harm than I did. It's, it's funny. I like it. Yeah, it, it's... I think that that's one thing that you can really learn about the, um, I, you know, I, I don't have enough knowledge of it from the left side, but the right, it's, it, they're just, they're wild dogs and they'll eat their own, you know? So like you, you lose one person and it's, it's kind of a, a warning shot to the rest of them that like, if somebody tries to get out of the mafia, they just... They fucking kill him and they kill his whole family. And so nobody else wants to leave. And so this one dude made like a very self-effacing and very fucking fake apology. And then everyone else just like just rips the dude apart. You know, all of the, the people that were his allies that like of all people should be the ones that could actually see that he's not being fucking serious. Yeah, they they completely turn on him. Yeah, and it also it's it, it's one of those things too where it makes you wonder like after that happened, how do you not seriously have like a soul searching moment and realize and like because like I kind of went through this last year when I did the guy man video like my old friends didn't want to hang out with me anymore because I had lied to them about who I was and they thought I was like you know this they saw this these posts and they were like we don't want anything to do with you and then the people the like the quote unquote like bad people didn't want anything, didn't like me either and I had to seriously consider it was like where am I going to go from here and I could have doubled down I could have just been like you know what fuck this you all abandoned me I'm going to be I'm going to be a baddie now or whatever but no I I had to you know I I went through some angst I definitely wasn't didn't, you know I had to go through a lot of personal growth and everything, but I'm I'm glad I didn't make that choice. I'm glad I didn't just, you know, vanish or regress. And instead, even though I, I'm I'm glad that I'm hopefully continuing on this path to do some good and you know at least create something. I'm uh, that's again. This is I know I've said I think I said it before, but so much of what I find fascinating about Jack is that he kind of is like a dark mirror to my own kind of existence on the internet. And as someone who has spent so much time in secrecy and creating alts and stuff and. In in the aftermath, I'm just fine. I'm glad that I, I, I'm glad that he exists, just so I can look at him and go, "That's." I'm glad that's not me. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think that we in others we can see a lot of the paths that stretch out before us. You know, yeah, and and that's part of why I was so disappointed when he came back because I genuinely hoped this would have been a wake up call for him. Like, I am not. Like, I'll admit, like I I am I am a bit of a contrarian and a shit stirrer, but like I genuinely like. What it- <laughs> I, I fully agree. I have seen I have seen your takes on, on Twitter. Oh, yeah. I fully fucking I, agree. Yeah, I am very inflammatory. I'm sorry. I'm I'm trying on it, but sometimes I, I, I it's fine, but yeah, just anyways. So uh to move on from that, a fun bit of bad game drama that I also think kind of uh, illustrates what a toxic community they were. Uh, at one point, they were doing a forums game of Civilization Four, where each participant had their own private uh, sub thread where they could plot and strategize their game with other posters, and then uh, other pl- but the other players didn't know about it. And one post and one player was so paranoid that the other players were spying on their posts that they actually embedded some malicious code in the forum to try and scrape data from everyone who read. 
their posts, and then got the mods to give them a list of everyone's IP addresses so they could compare it and prove that other players were spying on them, which resulted in a huge meltdown when it came to light and everyone making fun of them for it while they just continued to swear that everyone was cheating and they were losing. It was really pathetic and sad and weird. Also kind of just like, yeah, like this is a community where everyone was at each other's throats. Yeah, that sounds real fucking sad. Jesus Christ. Yeah, um, like the mood was very much this kind of like bleak performative nihilism, like places on the chans and the kiwi farms. Uh, a really common sentiment was that their lives were worthless and meaningless, and that the world was garbage, and that video games were the only thing in their lives that they found enjoyment and meaning in anymore. Which is why they, t- they hated it so much when, like, you know, the, the 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 women and progressives or whatever were trying to take that from them. There were multiple badgame.net posters who died over the years, and it was super bleak because you'd go into the memorial threads and see the badgers like literally end being the dead and talking about how they hoped they were next because they didn't have anything to live for now that gaming was infested with fail aids it was it's legitimately like one of the saddest things i've ever seen and uh, i don't no no punchline just just human misery yeah i it's it's so funny that you can just like the depressed people as a as a person who's been very very depressed throughout my life they are some of the easiest people to trick into you know unconscionable evil because you want to do anything (laughs) to to you know wipe away this feeling and so yeah you you just have these groups that target sad men and then you know they they turn them into little fucking hate monsters like this you know yeah, and, and also, like, as someone, like, I've kind of, you know, experienced kind of, like, I've, you know, as someone who kind of has shared, like, I didn't like what modern games were like, so I just stopped playing video games for a while. It was great. That's when I started making YouTube videos and podcasts, and I, I still play them every now and then, but it just wasn't doing it for me anymore, and instead of deciding I'm going to build my entire life around being mad about this, I was like, you know what, I'll just find another form of recreation for now. Right. And um, one uh, one last thing this place had in common with the Chans was uh, pedophilia. Of course, naturally. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Uh, a great example of that was it was so bad that at one point someone on Bad Game tried to make their own spinoff forum called Stardust.VG explicitly because they wanted to have a place to talk about games without having to have sexualized anime children around. Uh, but it collapsed almost immediately due to lack of interest because a lot of people legitimately, like, that was their culture. They were like, we want to talk about video games and, uh, and be gross about anime children. And um, a lot of video games yeah it's it's funny that like some of the most most sensorial people on the planet are these like right-wing freaks and then you, you just say like hey i know that you're all freaked out about groomers and pedophiles in congress but maybe we should stop posting pictures of naked children and they go like, how dare you? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's that's all I mean, I say funny. I don't mean funny. I just mean like ah. that's that's a, a very consistent uh aspect of it is like yeah, I mean just how gamers responded when the devs of that Skullgirls game, which is like a fighting game that's been out for almost a decade, and they updated it. So that one of the, like, 16-year-old girl characters doesn't show her panties when she does a high kick. And they also had, like, a guy with... I guess he had, like... I don't know if he had a swastika armband, but he had something, like, very similar to that. And I think there's some other weird, like, racy stuff that is, like... It was kind of out of time then, and it was more out of time now. 
And, like, gamers just lost their fucking minds. It was one of the highest-reviewed games on Steam. It was like, people loved this game. And then they found out that they couldn't do... They, they That they specifically removed a naked child... Not a naked child, but a child's panties from it. And they just lost their fucking mind. You know? And now it's it got review-bombed to the point that, like, somehow... It has like 16,000 reviews and they're overwhelmingly negative. I am so glad that you brought up Skullgirls because I actually have a specific Skullgirls anecdote from Bad Game that is very funny in my notes here. So there is a character in Skullgirls named Misfortune. And uh, in the fighting game thread, uh, about, people were talking about it. And one guy posted uh, a quote, I want to come on Misfortune's fat tits. And uh, later on, he makes a post and he says that his uh, he'd been posting that at work. And his and his bot later on, his boss calls him into the office and reads him the post about wanting to come on Misfortune's fat tits and tells him, you know, this is not appropriate for work computing resources so so just that story and then the fact that he comes in and tells it to everyone like if my boss did that to me i would take that to my grave yeah jesus christ that's dark <laughs> fucking times yeah, so that's that's so that's how invested these people are in Skullgirls. It's I help. Also, interesting fact about Skullgirls is that back in the day, one of the animators on it was like a literal like not safe for work anime porn artist that they hired to work on, which is one of the reasons why people are so invested in it becoming less sexy. Because it used to be part of its marketing was they actually got like this based anime titties artist to draw all the panty shots. Yeah, I you know I mean it doesn't bother or surprise me you know that they had. Yeah, like, it, I, maybe you don't have, like, a, a super fucking grotesque porn animator, you know, like Shad or whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah. Um, maybe don't have him involved in your game, but everyone else, it's just like, yeah, like, fucking the Disney animators draw porn on their fucking free time, you know what I mean? Like, the it's the biggest yeah. demand in the world, of course there are going to be people that do that, so. And, and having, yeah, like, it, sexy characters in a fighting game, like, that's that's... I can't think of a fighting game that doesn't have a sexy character in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So Although that's if, just part of it. If anyone ever does make the first, the world's first asexual fighting game, please let me know. I'd probably like to be into that. <laughs> but yeah. And uh, another funny, another funny uh, case of hoardiness for bad game was there was this guy whose name I don't remember whose whole thing was photoshopping women green. His thing was that like, he, he was really into like goblins and, and his thing was that he could only come if like a woman was green. So like they would have threads where they would post like p pictures of like attractive women. And then the guy would go in and photoshop them green or sometimes like give them tusks or whatever. Be like, Oh fuck, this is so much better. And I just thought it was so funny just to see this guy like very earnestly just goblinifying women. <laughs> like, uh, like if that was like it, it, just a very funny image when I think of that place. And um, on uh, I'm gonna gonna end on kind of a bummer here. There was uh, a guy who actually died on there uh, from playing Civilization Four. Again, these were all some real Civ Four heads. He had diabetes and he played. He was so into a game of Civ Four, he missed his insulin and died. So, oh god, Civ Four is not even the good one. You know, <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> like uh, I, you know, I don't know. That That's uh, tragic and gross, and there's a lot of other things happening there, right? But, Jesus. Because I, I... I don't know, man. Like, yeah, like, I remember when World of Warcraft, and, like, not... Maybe not World of Warcraft, but, like, the precursor MMOs that were very big and important were taking off, and I just remember some of, like, the online horror stories that, like... 
uh, easily frightened children and also like school moms would uh, tell themselves at PTA meetings about like there was a kid who like he played so many video games that when he he didn't actually have human thoughts anymore he would think like stand up enter move over to the couch enter sit down enter like he would think like a computer thinks and it's like wow. what are you fucking talking about <laughs> like <laughs> the 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 grip that early creepypastas had on the early internet before they knew that they were creepypastas is is just like such a funny aspect of our of our culture because they they were just such a thing the Marilyn manson had his ribs removed to so he could suck his own dick and like all these other freaky internet things that we heard about and it was it was all just like completely insane bullshit that made no sense you know yeah no the, the I'm really interested to, especially now, like, the first generation of people to grow up with creepypasta have become, like, adults and are creating their own stuff. Like, that is one of those things I think is, like, is there's going to be some really interesting studies done on that. Because that, that was arguably, like, one of the, like, first, only, like, a new art form that these people grew up with. Like, that type of microfiction horror on the internet, like, wasn't really, that's new. And it's, um, that's always cool when that, people run with that. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I think that we are we are in a, a an interesting age of horror right now, um, and especially in of, of creating fiction, but I am also like a big fan of like all the weird analog stuff, so Yeah, no same. I love no surprise there. Yeah, no same. I really like I'm glad analog horror has taken off a lot. And like and like I like in the two thousands when I was a teenager, horror was in a really bad place. Like that was like the era of like the PG thirteen Platinum Dunes remakes. Like there wasn't right. there wasn't a lot of good horror film or like on the or on the internet, like I guess we had Marble Hornets then. That was that was pretty good, but like you know, I never got into that. I'll need to figure out. I'll I never actually watched that. it, but I'm aware of it, and like it, people speak highly of it, and like I appreciate it for what it was because it was like arguably like one of the first big analog horror things to kind of take off. Like, you know, right? I know some people are probably getting mad at me for that, but like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, yeah. Anyways, uh, one last thing about Bad Game I want to do before I wrap up on this thing is um, uh, once a guy complained that getting called a chud was literally the same thing as being called the N-word. Uh, so that's why I use chud all the time, because I know it pisses these people off so much. That's why you see people online making fun of people using the word chud, because it actually bothers them. They want to act like it's like, like, oh, I can't believe you're still using the word chud. That's so old. And it's like, yeah, it's great. It still pisses them off. Yeah, I mean, get what you pay for. Yeah, so if you had any questions about Bad Game uh, before we move on to this final part where I talk about the leak, the aftermath of the leak on something awful and uh, the stuff that happened, I'm you know, this is a good opportunity, I think, for that. Was it all dudes? Did you see any any non-dudes on the site? I don't remember... Uh... I don't remember if there, yeah, pretty much. Like, I don't remember uh, any cis women or tra trans women. I remember, like, cross-dressers or people that were kind of, like, gender-fucky for, like, a horny reasons, but they didn't identify. They still identify right. as male. So, like, yeah, that's kind of how it was. Yeah, just, just oops all dudes. Yeah. I, I, I've been very curious watching the latest, you know, crop of, like, right-wing women pop up that you know because it's it's the self-destructive tendencies of a lot of these things are, are always very interesting but especially when you're looking at like pearl davis who is like I, okay pearl davis is like a, a right wing like women shouldn't vote trad calf freak but she's also like very how do i put it in the way that uh ben shapiro will like do and say super embarrassing things on the internet 
And it's, it almost seems like he doesn't realize that they're super fucking embarrassing and super, like, silly and that he's just going to get clowned on. Like, yeah, I, obviously Ben gets money for getting clicks. Like, we get that. But, like, there's some people who are, like, much smaller who do, like... <laughs> smaller. Like, I mean, Pearl just posted about, like, specifically that uh, if you are a woman and you're not married by 25... Uh, then you're a low value woman and you should feel ashamed. <laughs> and she's 26 and she's never been married. And she also, and that's like super readily available knowledge. And she's also posted some shit about how she doesn't have any female friends. And some other right wing talk lady was like, well, you can be my right wing friend, uh, female friend. And she's just like, well, no. And like, like doing these things that like are, they're so embarrassing. But I wonder, like, what's your fucking game? Like, you don't have to be a, a an Andrew Tate, like, only W's all the time. I'm always winning. I'm, like, a, this pre-epistic fucking freak. But I don't get the, uh, like, the super obviously pathetic, like, fumbling over yourself. But also right-wing, you know, Aryan youth type. Like, I don't get, like, what's your what's your long con here? Yeah, me, me neither. And it, there's so many of them, but I still don't know. It's you know, cool. Anyways, what else do we have here? Cool. So, um, so this is the last bit here. So, uh, we can talk about now that we kind of have some background on bad game and the posters on there. I want to go over what happened to the Brigador thread after Jack was banned because it's really funny and it's an opportunity to read some some funny posts, which is the show is largely about. So, um, so the Badgers, who had mostly uh, for the most part logged since abandoned something awful due to it because due to it being woke. Uh, that was that was another funny thing was that they viewed something awful as like this woke hive mind of SJWs, which was very funny because like. As anyone who's listened to the show will know, no, it, it very much yeah, wasn't. Absolutely it's kind not. Of, again, that that whole everyone who is against you is the, is, the, is what you think your enemy is. Right. Thing. Yeah. So here we have a poster named Tube Shake replying to someone telling them to shut the fuck up, Chud. If you want to read that post, when the dust has settled, all you culture warrior vultures that are just here to scold everyone will be long gone. Moving on to your next fixation. Stop me if you've heard this part of the story, too. User was put on probation for this post. <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of really good gamers trying to talk like Sephiroth uh, dialogue yeah. in this one. of them Because they're figuring, it's like, yeah, we don't care about accounts anymore. We're going to go in there. We're, they're trying to run interference. Because this is before Gauss. This is, like, before they really turned on Gauss. And so they're doing this. Here, I mean, some of these are just, like, a... You know, people pointed that that guy made that post, and then everyone immediately just immediately calls it out. Uh, the lo- the logical right wing ownage brigade has signed on uh, to quote that same poster when they reply. So, uh, since that didn't work, they try and change the topic by accusing the other posters in the thread that are criticizing Jack Monahan of being the real bigots in the hopes that it will stick. So, like Sandwich Anarchist, who is that poster earlier, uh, another poster named Sir Aids quotes him saying, "Attention, everyone who isn't me, do not engage with this." guy he's posted pics of dead kids parentheses wtf and all sorts of other insane shit on this forum according to his rap sheet this guy is a real piece of crap so, so yeah this is literally yeah, I, I, I just going I'm hey, familiar with like tearing everybody down as you are like in active collapse you know yeah, and especially on something awful where everyone is like, we know this trick. You're not fooling anyone. Uh, in other words, they try to use their epic uh, logic debate bro powers to shut down the conversation. So this poster, uh, The Quake, uh, if you want to read theirs. 
So everyone deeply offended is going to uninstall this game, not buy any new content, and let this tainted piece of software fade into obscurity along with this thread, right? Alright, let's start now. If you post after this, you're only adding to the problem of bringing back the pain. Which that... That first one is not also... It's like, for start, the first one's not true. Like, if you've paid for the game, it's not tainted. You can continue to play it. Like, you're not actually contributing to the success of the game after having paid for it. And the second part is, like, how are we adding to the problem by continuing to talk about the problem itself? What are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> like, no, none of that adds up. That is one of my favorite kind of, like instincts people like this have is where they try they try to convince people to not talk that not that talking about it is actually doing harm like or like the whole like oh i never heard of this i'm gonna buy five copies now from a guy who right who, if you look at their timeline all they do is complain about the thing they say they never heard about it's like right just, uh, yeah so someone else with access to bad game uh, starts posting stuff from there showing jack trying to make amends with the badgers and being rebuked and also showing how the administrator there is handling things. So I still had my account access then, but this is, I, you know, I wasn't posting it in the thread because I didn't want them to know that I could read Bad Game. I just wanted to know I saw that post from earlier. So this poster, Juggalo Baby Coffin, uh, posts a Discord screenshot with the, with the quote, Womp Womp, and it's a message here right. from Gaussworks in Discord talking with Hocus, who was a Bad Game poster. Here we go. Okay. Uh, who, who's who's going to be who on this one? Um, I'll be Gaussworks? Sure, go ahead. Whoa, are you going after Carl? Is that Carl or Carrie? Carl, yeah. That's Carl, the, the programmer, the third, uh, number three at, at, um, at the company. Because this was when, after he got out, this was when the bad gamers were trying to convince people that Carl and Hugh were also uh, were, were also posting on there. And again, it's weird. They, they, and the funny thing is, since by this point, Carl and Hugh had had all their posts deleted, the people from bad game couldn't screenshot them to share them with people. So, like, them helping their buddies screwed them over when it came time to try and, like, turn the tables on them. It's very funny. Yeah, so so this is he, him being like, "Whoa, you're going after our programmer," and Hocus goes, "Me personally, I don't need to." But why is he drawing aggro? I'm sure if you think long enough, you could figure it out, Gauss. Fair enough. <laughs> All traders must hang. You threw the entire forum under the bus with the statement you made, and the other game devs too. Did you think there would be no consequences? You broke the number one cardinal rule. Was it naivety, uh, misspelled, or just pure greed? I guess it doesn't matter at this point. And it... Gauss, all you've done is ensure that what you were trying to avoid happening will now definitely happen. You've posted for years and supposedly dumb fuck game fez who kowtowed to these sharks and then did exactly that. The moment things got a little tough. You've torpedoed your own career and for what? So again, this is... I like him. He's open to be like, man, I wish I didn't turn my back on bad game because like he I, he, I think he legitimately thought he was going to get away with this. Yeah, but did he didn't really torpedo his career, did he? Well, it, this is when this first happened. This is when it looked like it could have consequences. It wasn't until later that I found out, oh, I'm just going to get away with this. Also, this is before the, uh, the the Mandalore video came out, which I think is a big part. Because once that came out and the game started selling better than it ever had, I think that was when he – it was like, oh, this we're going to be fine. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that, and, I, I, I tried watching some Mandalore stuff again, and I was just like, god damn it. Like, it, it sucks that – 
so much of of the the like the, the crux of this was a game you know like a, sort of like a game journalist not doing the right fucking thing you know what i mean like there, you can talk all day and all night about like game journalism being like so corrupt and so bad and so blah 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 but if you fucking look at it we're talking about somebody who like left out a very key piece of information for from their reporting about this game not reporting but like their review of this game which is like yeah man this is kind of an important part of the whole fucking story you know it's it's just like the right now as we record this tucker carlson last night had an episode uh where he's interviewing the guy who had gay sex and smoked crap with barack obama and (laughs) he says like he clarifies you know just so that everybody's clear that he this guy took a lie detector test before they they did this this interview and they did not clarify that he failed the lie detector test. <laughs> you know what i mean like like there's there's i was it's, not it's aware so of that detail that's very funny um, <laughs> oh gosh oh, yeah man. yeah i mean like polygraphs don't really work anyways but the fact that they, 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 he took it and then it didn't work and then they're just like ignore it ah oh, that's funny i love that yeah. So I'm not going to read this picture here because the uh, the admin of the site posted this very uh, big thing with a lot of slurs in it as a renouncement to this. But uh, I'm going to say, uh, so what they did as a reaction to this was they deactivated all the accounts with zero posts. Uh, no more registrations without vouching. So at this point, the, the registrations are still locked down. Uh, I, I, I am genuinely curious how many people are still on this site after all this went down. And also, uh, they, he, one thing he mentions that's very interesting is that there's almost two years of hosting paid for by very kind donators. So I'd like to keep this place running and my favorite game developers posting here. Sorry for all this gay shit. So, um, so... Sorry for all this gay shit. Yeah, yeah, and also I will mention their avatar is a Photoshop picture of of uh, something awful former something awful uh, moderator Axe Maniac photoshopped to be against a trans flag with a with a wig and a hair bow uh, photoshopped on them. So that that's the that's the level of humor operating at here. This this games uh, administrator who pissed me off a decade ago. They're trans. That's what I'm going to say about them. I'm going to own them that way. I mean, you know, the rights. Getting better at comedy, and it's making the lefties nervous. It, re- you know? it really, uh, it, yeah. And I did mention that because, yeah, the, the weird thing about this is they do have a Patreon account that is still active. So if you're a listener to this show and you're, you're, you know, you want to, you want to piss these people off, go to. Uh, I'll include a link to their Patreon in our in our notes. Go there and report them. I've done it, and Patreon doesn't seem to care. But who knows? Maybe if we get more people doing that, they'll have to take notice. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe um, I don't know. Anyways, after that PSA, uh, so that poster, Juggalo Baby Coffin, who posted those bad game screenshots, which they said they got from a Discord, so they don't actually have access to the site, but they're really enjoying uh, antagonizing the Badgers. They keep posting screenshots. Uh, He says here, Just FYI to the forum, weirdos. I'm not on your forums. A friend sent these to me when we were discussing the Brigador situation, which I found out before, just before my first post in this thread like half an hour ago. And so... After that's setting him up, another uh, sort of fun character in this last scene here is Atomic Thumbs. You might remember that name. Uh, in the in uh, the Muerte episode, they were the one at the end who went hiking up the path to collect his stuff and ate the burrito. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, Atomic Thumbs is great. I follow them on Twitter. They're a great Twitter follow. Um, I actually I, I reached out to them about being a guest on this episode because I thought they might enjoy having some context about what happened to them that we're going to talk about here. But he said, you know, understandably, this is, you know, everything about Brigador, that's just bad memory. 
memories and you don't have to deal with it. And right, right. I, I'll talk more about that in the end, but I do, I mean, I'm going to close kind of talking about the human costs of this uh, and like, on a, in a good way. Anyway, so Atomic Thumbs. All right. Yeah. So uh, you, you read Tube Shake and I'll read Atomic Thumbs response. Okay, Tube Shake. <laughs> I think your continued shrieking and name-calling really does you a disservice more than me. All I did was draw attention to the facts, shrug. Silence, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If my mom is listening, that's the only time I use that word. Save here, yeah. I only use it when I'm quoting people, but that's a yeah, it's a good one. Another or when somebody's being a total bitch, yeah. Yeah. But other than that. (laughs) um, Uh, Poster EA Sport. It says, I really don't think you should have resorted to this, Gauss. Even if you personally feel you need to change as a person, you could just donate percentages of the profits to charity. I've been enjoying your stuff since YCS opened back in 2007, the reason I even regged there. I know it can be hard to not absorb ideas of the people you're posting with. I hope you could find a stronger moral center that can counteract that so you could feel comfortable returning. I really don't think he should have been a bigot and posted bigoted posts for an extended period of time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's it's so funny that, like, the thing that they're clutching their fucking pearls about is the fact that he apologized, you know? Yeah. It's just you, like, yeah, good God, you fucking wimps. Yeah. So, so this poster, so another poster on Bad Game, on his own, without anybody else from there knowing about it, went on to, he found an archive of Discord conversations from an actual, like, literal, like, Southern Poverty Law Center hate group, and took those chat logs from Discord and edited the usernames to people in the essay thread that were criticizing Jack and Brigador, and they post the edited screenshots in the thread to try and convince everyone that the people who oppose bigotry are the real bigots. And this mm-hmm. poster posts this edited screenshot and a quote to Atomic Thumb saying, uh, to Juggalo Baby Coffin saying, this you, and it's all these, like, actual, like, just, yeah, like, a bunch of, uh, actual, like, like, uh, like, slurs and stuff being highlighted. And I included, uh, just another screenshot there of the, do- uh, very obviously fakely doctored, uh, screenshots. One thing that I think is very funny here is when they edited the screenshot to put Atomic Thumbs in his name in there, on Discord, it used to be that you'd have your name and then a four-number sequence at the end that was random, but you could pay $10 to customize. And in this message here, the fake number they put at the end of Atomic Thumbs' name is 1488. So they're implying that not only is Atomic Thumbs secretly a racist, but they are also someone who would pay money to use Discord just to put the the, 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 the Nazi number at the end of their account. Like, Yeah, I, I, I wonder if Discord allows you to pick 1488. I feel like that's the <laughs> one four-digit number that they would say no to. Yeah, you know? and, they, and now they got rid of that section, so that, that ability, so now they don't have those numbers at all anyways. But that was very funny. And the thing was, like I said, though, he, since he didn't tell anyone on Bad Game that he was doing this, the other Bad Game posters saw the posts in the thread, thought they were real, and then started losing their minds at finally being validated that the SJWs really were secret racists all along. <laughs> Which is very funny. And while all that is going down, this poster of Verbal Enema rolls up, quotes a poster named Racist. Racist Man 3D and goes, all right, all caps, are you the Racist Man 3D who made all those GTA 4 videos? So, <laughs> and so while this is all going down, yeah, that was that was kind of Racist Man 3D. He was a YCS, YCS poster, and he, he was minorly uh, viral in the 2000s for his GTA 4 videos, which are still up, but after this happened, he changed his YouTube name to RM3D. Like, he's no longer openly... Uh, of course. He, he's no longer openly Racist Man. He is now secretly Racist Man. <laughs> 
And you just have more of the really bad fake quotes, uh, more of that people. Uh, I'm sorry, but nobody's going to fall for this, you racist piece of shit. This is the saddest scheme I think I've ever seen. And um, <laughs> and if you want to read Juggalo Baby Coffin's post here, where this is right at the end. Juggalo Baby Coffin says, It's the same handful of regating losers trying to cancel me after whining for 700 pages on their secret forum that canceling people is the same thing as murder and you have to kill all trans people to preserve free speech. Which is basically, yeah, that's kind of it in, in, a, yeah. in a nutshell. Yeah, and one one beautiful image to end this all off. This is a post. This is a Twitter post that that uh, Atomic Thumbs made June twenty sixth, twenty twenty, which is when all this was going down. And they go, "Hello, it's me, the white nationalist. Please don't ask about this funky little hat." And then they post a picture of themselves wearing a yarmulke. Of course, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, don't buy this funky little hat. It's just again, Atomic Thumbs is just the MVP of this episode because what a, what a great ending uh, joke. Yeah, is. that's yeah. funny. It, it is also a little, like, low-key tragic that there's no... You, you, you can say this up and down, but, like, if at any point in time in your entire life have you ever gone, like, oh, yeah, I'm a real racist and I'm a big ol' Hitler guy, people <laughs> will quote tweet you and be like, this user says that he's a big old Hitler guy. And it's like, okay, well, this is stupid. What are we fucking doing? You know? It, it, it's just like, we are trapped in this, like, eternal downward spiral of, like, the discourse is getting stupider and stupider and stupider. And like, we, nothing is taken in, in good faith anymore. Everything is sarcastic. Everything has a secret kind of smarmy little side idea that, that like nothing is serious. It's all just getting more and more regressive. And I, I, don't see a way forward. <laughs> yeah. You know? and, I, and I will admit, as someone who is, tends to be pretty unserious, I act that way because it, I, I do care about this stuff and it, it, I do take it seriously. That's kind of my cope is, uh, is by, is by act, is by sort of trying to be, feel less serious. But yeah, it's, there's, I don't have an answer for this. And it's, uh, all I can do is I'm in my own personal way, try and be a more sincere and better person. And I'm not always perfect about that, but I'm, I'm glad I'm trying. And uh, my life is a lot better doing that than it used to be. Yeah, we're doing our goddamnedest. So, yeah, so now that just the kind of ending thing here, so I want to tell you, I don't have any screenshots, unfortunately, but I want to let you know how the people on Bad Game reacted after all this went down. So uh, the guy from Bad Game who made the fake re racist screenshots uh, came back to Bad Game thinking that everyone was going to be singing his praises and said, they're like, you idiot, you made us look like morons out there and you got our hopes up for no reason, fuck you. So just everyone turned on him as well and unfortunately uh, this is around the point where they panicked and mass banned all the zero post count accounts so that thankfully that was the end of that that was the last time i ever saw badgame.net and uh i'm glad i don't that's not a part of my life anymore i'm glad that i've been able to take this information and at least get something constructive out of it and uh and i will say in the future i might do some videos about some of the stuff in here that they talked about in the gaming industry that was kind of interesting so um uh, just in closing and on a positive note i actually have in the past year become internet friends with some former 
former bad game posters because of the Twitter account and because of my YouTube videos I've done about Brigador and everything. And it was super gratifying to learn that they had of their own volition uh, decided to leave bad game after the Brigador thing went down because that was kind of their, their wake up call moment. And, you know, obviously this isn't something I would just believe at face value, but these are people I've been friends with for years now at this point. These are people are my discord. Um, you know, these are people like me who are, and I've, I've it's been really kind of gratifying to to know that I had a positive change on these people. And uh, I know that this this decision that they made to sever from these communities and start over again uh, is a decision that obviously had negative consequences on their personal life because they basically had to restart their friend circle. And as someone who just went through that, it sucks. But they put the work in because they genuinely wanted to improve. And now they're cool fixtures in my Discord and good friends. And I'm, I'm glad to have them on our side. I'm glad that I was able to get something good out of all this nonsense. Yeah, you know, um, it's good that we got something out of it, right? You know, yeah, a couple people, a couple what, people jumped yeah. off. Yeah, because we like we were talking about earlier. You know, I think ultimately that's what really matters is that people can change and that they can escape these toxic environments. And it makes me feel really good to know that my dumb bullshit helps in a small way. And and so, uh, and like I mentioned earlier, just at the end here, don't worry. This was my last big secret. Next episode, I'll be right back to reading funny things that don't involve me at all. So let's, you don't have to worry about um, that. And I'm looking forward to doing some more fun, light ones with guests after this to make up for doing a, a kind of heavy and serious one like this. Yeah, we have we have some uh, very interesting guests lined up that I'm just like still kind of reeling from. I'm very surprised that we managed it um, to manage to to catch up with all these different guests. But this was good. Uh, it's very disconcerting, but that's kind of uh, you know the case when it comes to like talking about uh, capital G gamers in this uh, rotten fucking world of ours. But. I still had fun, you know. I'm glad that we we they we ran them back into their little hole. I wonder what it would take to actually get like. Well, I guess the the whole Kiwi Farms thing is because Kiwi Farms was doing a whole. They were like targeting people and all that, and these guys are just being dickheads in 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 private, right? Yeah, like I think there was some. There might have been like some private like harassment that might have happened, like in messages and stuff with to other people, but it wasn't like an organized yeah it wasn't like kiwi farms where it was literally about like trying to goad people into suicide right it was literally just like it was just a bunch of miserable people sharing their misery with each other yeah so i don't i just i don't know how much that would actually like work but you know yeah so um i guess uh, so any closing thoughts about all this uh other than that oh like games games are fun however don't let games become your identity (laughs) yeah it's it really is because Again, yeah, as someone who loves games, like, games are fun, but they are, they are just a fun distraction from real life. They are, you know, don't let them become your life, because, and I'm saying there's people who like games, and, and someone who makes them in, in Winslow's case. Games are great, they rule, but, you know, they're just a part of life. Right, I mean, like, they're, they're an incredible way of, like, exploring and expressing the world, and, like, in, you know feeling your feelings and, and talking about them through through an interactive medium. All that's fucking great. Big fan of all of that. But yeah, you're 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 not doing doing yourself a favor by surrounding by people who say things that that frighten you, you know? Because there there were people on this these forums that were like um, I would say they weren't like, you know, out and out fascists, right? But they were, uh, you know, definitely sitting among them 
and they maybe have been radicalized into that kind of thing. So like if you're surrounded by people who are like telling you that, you know, the solution to your problems is to like close yourself off and to hate more and to like, you know, revel in the suicides and the, the, the torments of, of other people, you know, for things that they had no control over, you know, like if somebody lives a big evil life and then kills themselves, it's like, hey, well, so it goes. That's, you know, the, the, you know, live by the sword, die by the sword, right? But if somebody is just like born away and then has a society that treats them like shit and then they end up killing themselves, that's not a laughing matter. And if you're surrounded by people who like are telling you to like yell statistics at people and try to get them to kill themselves, Get out while you still can, because this shit will fucking poison you. Yeah. You don't realize that you're burning your own life down. You don't realize that soon all of these people will forget you, and they will discard you, because you are. You don't realize that you're actually in... You're, you are a, 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 an addict of a different kind of drug. You know? Yeah, like, the getting getting mad at video games is not, that, yeah, that's, that's a very bad video uh, drug to get addicted to, because you're, all, it's a, you're always going to be able to find more of it. Right, right. And it's not even, like, getting mad at video games so much as it is just, like, being hooked on, like, permanent rage, you know? Yeah, like, I will say, like, uh, like when I, a couple months ago, I was talking to one of Lotax's uh, friends from the last year of their life, and they were, there's someone who, like, politically I wouldn't really interact with on my own, but I was doing it as a, you know, in service of this podcast and the account and everything. And uh, what I was looking at their Twitter account, and it's very funny because a lot of the stuff that they were, they were retweeting was stuff about comic books that w- was kind of, like, weird. It, like, I saw, like, one headline I remember was, it was a headline, I was like, wow, this new DC comic is all about the Joker getting pregnant. This is so dumb. And I was like, that's just a weird choice for the joker and then i looked into it i found out it was a gag comic that they were doing for fun and i was like oh i get it this person is just lying to make people feel angry about something and then i was like yeah this is why i don't like you look when you're in this world it doesn't take much much pushing to see how facile it all is and how transparent it is and it's like you know it's like don't don't exist in that world it's 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 all just these are people just lying to you to make you upset so you'll pay attention to them and give them money it's it's just find real shit yeah like, truly, I know that everybody on Earth says it, but it's absolutely God's truth. If you see something that makes you feel, like, total rage and makes you want to go, like, oh, fuck all of X group of people, look into it. Get the actual truth. Because there's people on all sides that are going to try to get you to hate a certain group of people for one reason or another. You know? Like, you really have to to do your due diligence to actually, like, figure shit out before you just consign an entire group of people to oblivion. I mean, we, we could go on to this for, for quite a bit more, but the number of times I've seen a story where it's like a very clear cut and dry case of like, you know, some uh, am I the asshole thread on Reddit, which is like all of that. If, if you see it on Reddit, it's a complete and total lie. If you see it on an am I the asshole or a relationship advice part of Reddit, it's like if you believe any of that, your reading level is at like laffy taffy jokes. Like you that they are so completely fucking lies. And you'll see like posters like, um, you know, my boyfriend makes me sleep in a trash can and lights me on fire and breaks all of my bones every single day, but he says that I'm a bitch. Am I wrong? And People will be like, I can't believe this guy. We need to find him and kill him. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's, you're being farmed. 
you're being farmed for clicks in the exact same way that people who post things that are just like, you know, I have 100 abortions a day and I think I only want chads because I'm a Stacy with a perfect body and I hate incels and I hate games. And you see all these people just like pulling their fucking hair out trying to get this woman killed when it's like that was written by a dude to get you to click the link to get money from the internet yeah or like a real bleak one that's kind of blown up recently is like the the rate me subreddit or whatever where oh where yeah none of the, where all those are nobody's are, none of those are actual people posting their pictures it's all a thing about posting pictures of attractive people and saying they're ugly to tear them down to make convince people that everyone is super negative about other people's appearances it, it really and they, they know people click it because it's, it's it is really depressing like just to think about how there are these entire ecosystems that just exist like that entirely just they're fabricated to make rage bait like you said and you know there's already so much real and raging stuff in the world i i, I don't want to you know waste my time with that anyways uh, so i guess uh, speaking anyways, of enraging stuff fun episode guys <laughs> we're having fun yeah i guess well since we're going to go into our, our sort of closing bits and our stuff here, i do want to say an eat thing now is uh is i have a p.o box now so if you want to send me anything letters or packages or whatever uh you can send it to me at jay brandstetter a p.o box 2750 ventnor city new jersey 08406-2750 so if you want to you know if you have like any old something awful memorabilia you want to get rid of or you just want to write a letter or something send it there and it, it's a p.o box so i'll, I'll it's 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 cool yeah, uh, don't send me anything. <laughs> Buy my stuff on the internet, and I will send it to you. That's that's my deal. Yeah, as for uh, as always, you can find us at uh, I'm from or IFTI Pod on Twitter and uh, IFTIPod at gmail.com If you have any ideas for stories, we are lining up with a few other very interesting people as we get ready for more and more bigger episodes. My game is still playable entirely online uh, on Tabletop Simulator. Um, I am posting about it as often as I can. It's extremely discouraging to do so, but I'm doing it. I'm drawing on it every day. If you want to see more of it, I stream on Twitch. You can find my link in the bio, I'm sure. I'm on Twitter at Calculations. Or no, I'm, I'm on Instagram at Calculations. I'm on Twitter at Winslow Domain. And uh, you can see all of the things that I make. And you can buy all of my silly shit uh, at Winslow domain.com and jay you have yours and i can't remember what they are off the top yep. of my head. um if you go to a uh, linktree.com slash jay brandstetter i have all my links on there i'm on most places at as jay brandstetter on twitter uh you know discord everything uh i have i opened up a uh, instagram recently under panda brandstetter i i don't post on there nearly as much so if you don't if i post too much on my regular accounts that's a nice place to follow me for just the highlights uh, so i will say uh winslow's instagram is very good he's been doing like uh time lapses and streams of his artwork for the card game and also like neat time lapses of him like setting up his booths at the convention and it's it's really neat seeing like all the organization and work that goes into setting one of those up yeah i'm uh getting ready for uh, I'm actually hiring a social media manager, which is going to be uh, an interesting stepping off point for my career because everything I've done up until now has been entirely genuine. And like all I have 10,000 followers on Instagram and I, I, I each one of those people knows me because I, I made uh, something that they saw and liked. And now I'm just going to be like really pushing ads and really pushing more and more eyes on the prize so I can get this game to be as big as it is. But that also means that for the past few days, I have been like drawing and drawing and drawing for hours and hours and hours and recording it and getting those 
drawings completely finished um, and uh, touched up and also getting the uh, high-speed videos for people to watch. So we'll be posting a lot of those soon and more comedy stuff. I've got a show at Laugh Factory now, which is crazy. Oh, wow. So, yeah. That's great. Um, a show at a comedy club is very difficult to find, so... No, I'm glad for you. I'm glad that you're getting to do comedy, uh, you know, do comedy again. Because I know you've been busy with your card and everything. You know, you're you're good at it. I'm glad that you're, uh, you know, getting to, to to work on it. Thanks, man. Well, that should do it for us today. Uh, follow us everywhere. Or listen to the rest of the episodes. Sorry, this episode ran really long, but you know what? We had a lot to say. You haven't heard from us in a while. Here we are. And, uh, yep, and we'll do a Patreon episode after this. Yeah, follow, get us on Patreon. Fuck it. Finally, last thing we'll say. Follow us on on Patreon. Throw us a couple bucks. All of the money goes to Jay and to Steve. None of it goes to me. If you want to support me, you just buy my stuff and I'll send you real stuff. So, um, All right. Not like that yeah. fake shit on Patreon. <laughs> All right. It's good to be back. All right. Take care. Bye. I'm from the Internet is created by Jay Brandstetter and Winslow Domain. Edited by Steve Brown. Music by Steve Isbrook.